0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Welcome to Mind Pump. This is the almost always fitness show uh, that's about to get uh, a little political here. You guys, Ooh, wow. You guys ready to get political? Oh, oh you
1: politics. Raising?
2: You want to talk about this Hooray. right now?
0: Yeah, I want to talk about this because- This is sensitive, bro. It
2: is sensitive. Uh, I love that we don't stray away from stuff that's No,
0: man, it's a, listen. Fuck what everybody thinks. We got opinions. Fuck what everybody yeah, thinks. Exactly. Ex- what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so, so I want. Unless I want to, they think like cool things. Yeah.
0: Well, let me ask you guys something.
1: Well, first of all, who are you I think here the with? way we do?
0: Uh, it's, this is Sal DeStefano. I'm here with Adam Schaefer and Justin Andrews. That's right. me. And uh, we're about to not talk about fitness. We're going to talk about some serious stuff here. So, what have you guys seen <clears throat> all over the news for the last you know week or two? Right. riots yeah lots mm-hmm. of crazy stuff going the apocalypse, on apocalypse right no yeah no it's these it's these riots in baltimore um, and it looks like the apocalypse in some of these uh, some of these News, you know. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't too.
1: actually seen um, any video clips or anything going on. Do you have? Do you have like a good description of like the what writing? that looks like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, is I it just... like? Is it like back in like Rodney King where that kind yeah, of riot? Yeah. Okay. Exactly.
2: Like, like bashing cop cars and yeah, stuff's
0: getting uh-huh. destroyed. Yeah. Uh, there's some looting going on. Uh, definitely overshadows the majority of the people who are peaceful protesters. There's a lot of pe- peaceful protesters. However, the loud and violent. People are the ones that get all the camera. You know, they're they're the ones that get the news attention. So I think it's it's kind of it's not
1: a very. Now um, we're talking about media influence. Oh, huge! It's it's so
0: skewed in that direction. And and look, there was some crazy shit in in parts of the city that were you know was up in flames. Um, You know, and it's funny because you have like two camps. It's it's almost it's it's hilarious. You've got two sides that tend to come out of uh, uh, out of situations like this. You have the, you know, I'm for the cops. You know the police are always right, and then you have the you know cops are evil, and you know we're being oppressed. And if you if you side with the cops, you're you're you know licking their boots, and um, racist, yeah, or you're racist. And it's 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 crazy to me because when I look at this, and I I try to, I always try to be objective. I always try to look at things, and as much as possible. Of course, it's impossible to be totally objective. We all have bias. Let's just be let's be honest here. Okay, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from you're gonna have some kind of bias because of where you grew up how you grew up who you are how your brain works
2: it's just the way it is okay mm-hmm. but it, that's you, the first thing that makes an idiot right there what people that don't realize that we all have that everybody does right. we all do of course you do you're right. gonna
0: you're, you're, your brain makes decisions before you even realize it when you look at someone or when you see a situation you're instantly your brain wants to form an opinion because it's this is what benefited mankind when we evolved. You didn't have time to sit there and think about, you know, you got to like decide right now. And it always would decide, it would always side with the, on the air of, uh, on the side of uh, safety. You know, so you're going to be scared before you understand. You're going to judge before you sit and try and, and, you know, look and see in the situation. Because if you fuck up one time, you're dead. But if you're always scared, always judging, always running, always attacking... Uh, you're more likely to survive, and that's just so our brains are just hardwired that way. So there's mm. always bias. However, I like to. I always try to sit back, and I actually meditate on stuff like this. I actually sit back, and I as as much as I possibly can, I try to look at the entire situation and place myself in the position of each of the uh, of the sides that is involved with this. And in in this. Situation.
1: That's very rare, by the way. I think that that's something that's commendable. I think if people can do that, right? If you can wait and be patient and and observe and and wait for facts and then make assessment.
0: Absolutely. And you know, here's here's what we're looking at, right? We have, uh, you know, a black kid gets killed. Uh, he's apprehended by police. Uh, his spine is severed, and he dies. And so, you know, uh, the the community gets angry. And, uh, and and there's obviously lots of resentment already there, and it erupts into you know violence um, and riots with for some of them, not all, not most of them. Okay, by the way, there's 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 this is not the majority of people in Baltimore at all, not even close. But some of them, this is what happens, uh, and you know you get this whole like racism thing, and you know what's going on, and oh, and you know if you look at Freddie Gray for example, you look at his rap sheet. The kid has a rap sheet that's like a mile long. He's been arrested, I don't know how many times. For uh, dealing drugs, drug possession. There's one. There's robbery on one of them, or you know, um, you know. There's actually a couple violent uh, things he's he's gotten busted for. So the, the the guy's not
2: innocent. He's not a upstanding citizen. Okay, which I think is a huge point to make right there. Yeah, because it, you you talk about putting yourself in their shoes, right? And I, I think I'm I'm very very similar the same way to in any situation. I always try and put myself in the other person's shoes. How would they feel in the situation? And of course you know what what would he be go what's going through his mind when he gets hauled off and thrown back there and whatever happens to to cause what happen right mm-hmm. and personally myself i always reflect on what could i have done differently in this situation to have not allowed this to happen and i wouldn't be able to help but think that you know, I kind of brought this on myself and I know some people are listening right now going like, oh, my God. No. Oh, my. What do you mean brought this on? Yourself? No, nobody deserves this or that. But I mean, if you put yourself in situations like that where you're constantly breaking the law and you're doing things like that, I mean, well, you're, you're,
0: you're going to encounter the police a lot. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Like if, if you're not doing a lot of stuff. Cops aren't going to come fuck with you it's a lot. It's just
2: like being a stunt devil. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you're trying to do some crazy shit all the time. Like there's, chances are you could possibly land on your fucking head sometime. Right. Nobody wants that and, I, and yeah. nobody's hoping for that. But I mean, you're you're you're, you're kind of gambling a little bit by, by making decisions like that. And, you know, I don't care if you're white, black, red, brown, doesn't matter. You know, like what, whatever you are, if you're continually to put yourself um, being hauled off by cops, whatever it may be for... I mean, yeah. Then absolutely. Well,
0: here's 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 where I get uh, here's where I start to get you, when I look at things differently than most people. What ends up happening with situations like this, like Freddie Gray, or when there was Trayvon Martin, and there was been a, there's been a few cases the past few years. Mm. When you have these situations, what ends up happening is everybody focuses on this one specific situation. So now, all of a sudden, you have Freddie Gray, you know, broken the law a million times, gets apprehended by police. Uh, he's got a violent history. And so you've got one side saying, well, fuck, if, you know, he's more likely to get killed by cops because he's this kind of person. You've got the other side saying, oh, no, cops are treating him improperly. Here's the deal. The, rioter, the riots did not happen because of Freddie Gray. That was the spark. Right. You, if you have, a, if you have a, a, a gallon, a tank full of flammable liquid that's just simmering and ready to go off, all it takes is one little spark to set that shit off. It's not, you know, it's it's, it's not just that issue. Because believe me, if that community was uh, didn't have that kind of resentment um, and that type of relationship with law enforcement, they would not have just des- destroyed half their city when one person gets killed. Because he's become the poster boy now for the city, but he shouldn't be. The guy's he's not like a great guy, um, but that's not the problem. The problem, it, it, what caused this stuff to get out of hand? It wasn't him. He was the spark. You know,
1: so I think we focus. It's a product of the environment. Like a lot of these people, like, and I can't really speak for it. And that's that's the other problem I have with talking about these types of issues is that, you know, you want to empathize and you want to project yourself into the situation, but you know, me coming from, and and I'm not I'm not. Talking about white privilege, and I'm not talking about uh, us not being able to identify. But at the same time, there are differences. There are differences in the environment. There's things that people have to deal with on a day to day basis. That I probably will never even understand. Right. And at the same point of that, um, you know, having somebody that was actually there uh, to give to give an account of the situation and, and what led up to that boiling point, you know, would be a great would be a great thing to to dive into. However you know the, i i don't know i just i get i get um i look at the situation like that and I, I'm, I'm trying to to look at it objectively like um what what could the what could the, could the police do uh differently what could the community do differently how could how could we mend uh, certain communities um in a way that that um, is productive to where uh, people can thrive more, and these are all just things like from an outside perspective. Like we see this, these ex- many explosions happening around the country, and, and th- this is all coming out of you know like certain public hearings and, and tragedies that happen. But you know, I feel like the last couple times this happened, like these aren't the poster boys for those
0: no riots. No, I, I'll tell you something right now, and people need to account for this factor right here. This is a fact. There are people who profit off of the the narrative of racism. Oh,
2: I was just my what I wanted to say right now is just what drives me fucking nuts is how many people just fall right into the trap of whatever media says. When there there is someone behind the scenes that is benefiting from the riots, Mm -hmm. that's benefiting from and there's that those they make the decision how to portray that story. It's just like when someone sees a car accident, five different people see a car accident, all five people tell that story different. They choose to tell the story the way they want to tell the story, and normally they have they have a purpose for it. There's a reason why that is, and that's the shit that people are just so naive to. Sometimes it's like God. That's why that's why I'm not a big fan of news, dude. I know we talk about this all the time that I don't watch hardly any of that shit. It's just like, and people always give me a hard time. Like, why don't you watch the news? Like, it's a bunch of propaganda, dude. I'm not, and I'm not like, it's such a a crock of shit and so much of it is politically influenced.
0: Well, you know, you have, right, you've had now for the last, you know i'll give you an example if we move away from racism i'm going to use a different example okay you have uh, these narratives that pol- you know pol- politicians like to use to divide people because when you divide people it's easier for you to gain votes and and, and by the way a unit, united people is the worst enemy of corrupt politicians if everybody's united you're fucked so your best bet is to divide them okay always so i'll give you another example um, we heard this a lot in the last e- election Um, that there was um, uh, a pay gap between men and women. Um, inequality. Women earn you know, seventy something cents to every dollar that every man was something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this is absolute. This is unequivocal bullshit. I'll debate this with anybody all day long. You economists have broken this down and have shown this is absolute, absolutely false. And what they did is they took a statistic where they took all they took all women's jobs, all jobs that women do, all jobs that men do, add them up, divide them, and then they compared them. Well, you can't compare two jobs that are different. You know, if I'm an engineer. And you are a school teacher, um, someone's going to make more than the other person. You can't compare that. What you have to do is compare apples to apples. So you have to compare all you know men who are teachers and women who are teachers, or all men who are engineers and who, women who are engineers. And when you do that, when you break it down, the pay gap disappears. It's like four cents. It's, it's almost non-existent. However, that narrative, that narrative that we need, you know, women need to, you know, uh, we need to come out with laws to make women earn more because there's all this, you know, sexism towards them politicians benefit from that because then they're going to come out with their solutions. And you're going to vote for them. Oh, and by the way, the other guy who says this doesn't exist is sexist. Don't vote for those people because they're sexist. And so you're going to win votes. And so this is what I mean by people profiting off of certain right. narratives. Now, let me give Swain you... public opinion. That's it. And let me, let, let, let me tell you something. There's a reason why when something racist happens, it's big news. Because it's not... It's it's actually quite rare compared to how it's been throughout all of U.S. history. Right now is the best time to ever be alive in American history. To if you're a minority, if you're a woman, if you're uh, you know underprivileged, um, it's it's the best time, and it makes big news. You know precisely because most people find it appalling. I'm not saying racism doesn't exist; absolutely not. Um, however, uh, it's it's not like it was even twenty or thirty years ago. However, we're seeing all of a sudden this narrative being pushed, and it's almost it's trying to force us to be you know, to be divided in reality, it's not white versus black at all. It's people with power versus people without power. Ah, amen. And that's, and that's where you're starting to see, you know, that's where you see the issue. Now it just so happens that, you know, uh, a lot of these uh, uh, underprivileged uh, neighbor, you know, communities happen to have a lot of minorities. However, there's also people who aren't minorities in there who also live in that same you know, area, that same zone. They still experience the same, you know, similar kind of stuff. Mm. And, um, of course, like I said, it's not the same. There's there's definitely, racism definitely exists. However, people with power is what we need to be careful for. It's not about the white dude and the black dude. Now, I'm going to use the Freddie Gray example again. Six of the police officers, there were six officers that arrested him, right? Three of the six were black.
2: There goes the race card. <laughs> there goes that.
0: There's, yeah, three of them are black. Um, a, ma- uh, a majority of the, the, the city, the, the city council is black. The mayor is black. Um, I think 54% of the police force is black. So you have to ask yourself, what it, you know, what's really happening? Is it a racist thing or is it people with power oppressing people without power? Mm-hmm. Is that what's what's really happening right now? Is that the real big problem um, that's occurring? And I'll give you another example. Um, it, if you were just watching the news for the last three years, you'd think, oh my gosh, uh, it's it, cops are just killing you know minorities left and right. You know, I think was it la- like last year, two hundred something. Uh, my uh, you know uh, black Americans were killed by police officers in the whole country. Five hundred something white people were killed, and three hundred something Hispanics. So. It's not, there isn't this epidemic of of killings. However, if we dig deeper, we find that America has the highest incarceration rate. We have the highest, definitely the highest kill rate, police officers killing people, if you just add them all up. Most countries, you know, lose, you know, one tenth. And I'm talking about on a per capita basis. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely an an issue there. And And how
1: much is it drug related?
0: This is what I was just going to say. Freddie Gray's rap sheet, for example, if you look at the, the first, you know, Two thirds of it were all nonviolent drug possession or dealing, mm-hmm. and 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 the drug war has created these war zones. It's created. It's this. It's this reason to have police officers come mess with you. And here's the deal: uh, police officers have a lot of discretion, and this is you know it's just it, it comes with a job. And we need to remember you know something. Police officers are not all of a sudden infallible once they put a badge on. It's not like they put a badge on. They grow wings and then they're these amazing, you know, human beings that don't make mistakes and don't have bias and don't have days where they want to act like assholes. They're people just Mm -hmm. like everybody else
1: except they're people. Under an extreme amount of stress. And with a
0: lot of power. Yeah, and they have power. They have a lot of power. They have a lot of power with discretion. Like they can pull you over. Have you guys ever been pulled over by a cop and he says he's just going to give you a warning? Oh, yeah. That's discretion. That's discretion. That's a lot of fucking power. Like what if he does what if he just looks at you and he's like, I don't like this guy. He's gonna give you a ticket. He's gonna mm-hmm. fuck with you. If he wants to, he can.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: And and so this is where we need to be careful. And so now you're hearing a lot of people talk about putting body cameras on police officers. Right. You know, I thought that was happening. I love that idea. I thought,
2: I thought they were actually doing that. I thought well, they were putting in their they're in their uh, glasses or whatever. There's
0: cities now that have already done this. <clears throat> As a result, uh, violence has gone down tremendously and complaints against the police officers have gone down tremendously. And I want to say something here. It goes both ways. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to protect the public, but I bet you it would protect the police a lot more than we want to admit. I bet you there's a lot of people that make shit up about cops oh, fucking with them when in reality they were the ones being the bad guys. So cops are actually in favor of wearing body cameras too because they're like, good, I'll put it on and I'll show everybody that yeah. you came after me and I had to use... You know, force against you, yeah, you know, type of deal. So, um, you know, so that's that's a big one. You know, body cameras, I think that will solve a lot of issues because once you look at video, you can see clearly what's going on. Although that doesn't always cure everything, of course. We have the classic Rodney King case, uh, where if you watch the video, you could see this man being beat, right? You know, uh, horrifically, be- horrifically. Um, and and the, the justice system is not perfect. However, if this happens enough, shit will change. It's starting to change already. You're starting to see. Um, politicians talk about it now um, and, and they're, they're like I said they're visiting things like the war on drugs I mean
1: yeah now is and drugs is a big part of the economy right for for um, some of these communities too that are you know underprivileged and I, I feel like if something like say marijuana we we've talked a little bit about this and the legalization of that <coughs> um, how many incarcerations happen because of the selling and uh, you know, tons. Like, what is that going to do to to all of our prisons and tons?
0: I, you know, and I don't. I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to. If I recommend legalizing all drugs, but definitely decriminalizing
2: to a certain extent. Right. Really? Like, really? Yeah, like, like, here- when you, since when you don't make that sense. <laughs> well, no, no, let me explain. Let me explain. Are you just trying to float both lines right no, now? No, not what? at all. Not <laughs> at all, bro. I, I We've can, talked about this before. I can yeah. debate. I I'm can. Call, I'm calling bullshit right now. No, you guys. no, no, no. <laughs> I can.
0: <laughs> I'm open for debate on. Le- so, full, you got to understand. All right,
2: well, I'll debate you right now. I say everything goes legal. Well, let me
0: explain the difference. Legalization means there's a market for it, it's regulated, it's sold. Um, and there's varying degrees of regulation. Okay. Decriminalized means
2: okay, liked, you, you okay. can't
0: go to the store and buy um, heroin. However, if you get caught with some heroin, no big deal.
2: you don't get thrown in jail. Okay, yeah. so we agree on decriminalization. Yes. Okay. Yeah, now, now I agree le- there
0: legalization, too. I'm open for debate. Um, but when it comes to decriminalization, you know, you, you get caught with like two hits of acid. In some states, it's like 30 years in jail. That's so crazy. You know, nonviolent, you're just, you've just got two hits of acid on you. Um, or if you're a drug addict. You know, uh, they're gonna throw your ass in jail. You get a felony, and then and then what are you gonna do? Now you get a felony. It's hard to get a job. Mm. You go to prison for a long ass time. So you you pri- prison. By the way, doesn't it doesn't reform shit? It actually teaches you how to become a better criminal. Oh yeah, you go into criminal, you go into prison for fifteen years. You come out, you got a network, and you're you're a better criminal now. Yeah. And you can't get a job, so what are you probably going to do?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and that's just it. When you're reformed uh, from prison, like how many people are going to hire you? Exactly. What kind of programs? Well, do you, you all shit? You
2: know the stat on like once once you're in the system, like how how many people actually stay in the system? It's a, it's a
0: huge percentage of people go a lot right of them back. Don't want to leave. Yeah. You
1: know, there's really nothing out here once you go into prison to fall back on so yeah
0: so you so you have that you have an education system um that's failing uh largely because the education system does not follow any market forces whatsoever it, let me explain what i mean if you've got a shitty school by the way a lot of these people a lot of these parents in these neighborhoods in these quote unquote poor um disenfranchised neighborhoods they know that it's the schools that they have to send their kids to suck they yeah. know that they're shit but right. they really have no other option right the average school in America receives something like ten thousand or twelve thousand dollars a year per student in tax dollars. So let me—true, that's true. In California, it's like ten or twelve thousand dollars alone per year. So every student that a school will get, they receive thousands of dollars per year from you know from taxes. What do you think would happen if we took that money? Let's say we took ten grand and we gave it to. You know Mrs. Johnson or Mrs. Smith, and we said, "Here's ten thousand dollars. You have to spend it on school, but you get to choose where your kid goes goes to school. You get to take that ten grand and go wherever you want.
1: That'd what do you be awesome?
0: What, what do you think would happen to the shitty schools?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Empty. They yep. go out of business.
0: business. Yeah. What do you think would happen to the good schools? This yeah. so is that whole. Market, they would expand. Yeah, they would expand. That market would solve. Yeah, give the parents that ability. Give them the voucher, and it, but people don't like this, of course. You know, the uh, uh, there's uh, you know unions that don't like it, of course, because it re- reduces their power. Um, you know, schools make up excuses. as why. Well. But look, if you're a shitty school, I'm sorry. Your shit. You should go out of business, and parents should have the option of of taking that money and going somewhere else, and that will also solve. A lot of problems. Mm-hmm. I think that would solve a huge amount of problems. And the last thing is, um, you know, and this is super controversial. I guarantee I'm going to piss people people off right now, but I want to explain myself. Is I think minimum wage laws uh, are horrible for people who have a criminal record, for people who are disenfranchised, for people with no skills. Because when you have when you for example they're talking about raising the minimum
2: wage to fifteen dollars an hour, Mm. do you know what that means? Well, you know, I I I say I would not I'd go without it completely. Well, well. So I'll tell you, I, I think, I think the the idea that we we do things like that in guaranteeing you that you're going to make this much money it, it would solve to, in my opinion would solve so many problems by there. uh their, it didn't exist if I want if I want to work for $2 an hour that's me right better than not, than being on the road begging right if I want to work for $4 an hour and, and bust my ass for 12 hours a day and stuff like that that's on me you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying you don't have to you don't have to hire me and I don't you know what I'm saying to me you to, to guarantee you $12, $15 an hour and stuff like that, especially when other stuff is declining in our economy. It just is it's backwards. Well So the worry there, I mean, the worry there is exploitation, right? Right. So you have to understand one thing. There's a moral,
0: there's a moral argument here. Uh, if somebody agrees to do said work for said amount of dollars and the other person agrees to pay the person said amount of dollars for said work, you have an agreement between two people. It makes no fucking sense. That a law should exist saying you can't do that. Agreed. That's number one. But number two, let's just look at this. For example, uh, let's just look at this this uh, objectively again. If I say the minimum wage is fifteen dollars an hour, what I'm really saying is nobody worth less than fifteen dollars an hour is hireable. Who is worth less in the in in, the, in a market economy? Who is worth less than and everybody's like everybody should make fifty? No. It doesn't work that way. If you own a business, you're not going to pay an ex felon with zero skills $15 an hour. You might pay him right. five bucks an hour. To answer the phone or something, right? right? You, you might pay him five bucks an hour. And guess what he's going to do? He or she's going to learn skills and build a resume, and it's going to help them advance. Minimum wage laws actually increase unemployment amongst. The very people that they pretend to say they want to help with minimum wage laws, and minimum, and, and you got to understand wages. You know what you get paid. It's a it's a price, and everything in a market has a price. Labor has a price, so do products. So if I take pencils and I say we're going to make a law that all pencils have to be sold for, you know, ten percent more than they're sold now, and that's the law. You can't sell them for anything less than that. Now you're going to sell less pencils. So when you make those laws, you you're definitely going to have less jobs and i've heard people come at me and say oh no look at this study you know this city raised their minimum wage and their unemployment didn't go up this is bullshit because you don't see the jobs that were not created you might not have lost jobs but you might have stopped ones from being created as a result
2: oh absolutely let's put it this way we uh i mean and we're all entrepreneurs we've all been in this situation i've been in, a, in in a business building a business before and and going like god i wish i had some help i could just use someone who did this and this and this for me help me out but i can't afford $10 an hour yet right. I can't afford to pay someone $10 an hour I could probably afford someone $5 an hour but that, I can't do that right. the law shows me I can't do that so I can't I can't pay anybody so I just gotta suck it up and keep right. carrying the load myself and people
0: talk about exploitation but let me ask you guys a question if somebody agrees to make $5 an hour it's because that is better than their current situation yes it, they're not being exploited that is, that is better than their current situation um, and especially in a country like ours
2: you know well actually back up it's technically not when welfare is paying them more money.
0: But there, well, that's a great, that's a very, 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 very good point, my friend. That's a very good point. because <laughs> another great topic. Well, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. and we're going to piss everybody off. You're, yeah. you're creating incentives for, you know, not working. But, you know, besides that, let's talk about welfare for a second. Now, I, I think we should touch welfare after we touch corporate welfare. I think we should look at, when you look at all the money that we waste, Oh, way more money gets wasted on things like corporate subsidies and you know favors for big companies. So when, when politicians come out I'm like we need to cut welfare I'm like, hold on a second, you want to save money? Let's look over here first before we look at the welfare uh, because that's where a lot of, most of the money's going. But that being said, if we talk about and I do believe there should be you know a, a social safety net, I do believe there should be some form of welfare. However, I believe again we should apply market forces to that. I think rather than giving someone a thousand dollars worth of benefits where it comes out to, you know, you get you get food stamps, you get these kind of benefits, you get that and you add it all up and it comes out to a thousand dollars a month. I think it's better if you give them a thousand bucks. I think it'd be better to give someone the money and say spend it how you want, because what's gonna happen is you'll get a large percentage of people who are gonna invest it, who are gonna start businesses, who are gonna spend it on education. You're get a large people that are gonna use that money and be flexible with it and take it where they wanna go. And there's definitely people are going to take advantage of it, but they do already anyway. It's, it, it, it already exists, no. right? So I think if we if we incorporate that market force and say, fine, here's 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 your thousand dollars a month. This is your minimum that you could possibly. This is your welfare. Take it and spend it however you want. I guarantee you a large percentage of them, or at least a good percentage, will take that money and will invest it and turn it into something that will sustain them. Yeah. Versus,
2: I, I'm so adamant about the other way just because I I feel like I've, I do not feel, I I know people who have literally said this out of their mouth when I've suggested like, hey, you should go apply over, I'm sure yeah. Starbucks you get a job. So then they're like, why? I make more money why? on unemployment can, or whatever. I can stay home and make more money on unemployment than do that. What am I going to make $100 more and have to work every single day? That's silly. Like, I literally just want to freaking
1: well so it's people taking advantage of loopholes and systems there's always gonna be that mentality if it's there right and people are gonna look for that uh however they're i mean the initial uh, just to play devil's advocate with that like people when they're when they are have a disability for instance or they have right. like you know, a child with special needs, or you know, all these types absolutely. of absolutely always you know I mean? to the rule. So, well, that's, it, that's, that's, that's why it's so tough, though. That's why it's not like is is black and white and clear. And yeah, but I think those are these are these are things that should be part of the, the qualification. Yeah, I mean, no, right. I, I, right. I, again, I mean,
2: there definitely has to be. You like, just can't. You just don't have to be. I mean, right now the qualification is jobless. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I'm saying jobless qualifies you for welfare. I mean, yeah. there's there's no, there's no there's no there's no age there's no uh, kids no kids there's no disabilities. You actually
0: no, get more benefits. If if you're if it's single- parent household by the way so if you if you're if the other person you know stays with you' is married whatever you'll get less in benefits than if you're a single parent household so it's another incentive to kind of break up the family mm-hmm. this is something else that uh, you know I think needs to be looked at but again I wouldn't even touch that mm-hmm. I wouldn't even touch welfare until we r- remove barriers to enter the market and we make it easy for people to provide for themselves. I'll give you an example. There was a story of this uh, young lady in, I believe it was New York City, and she started a hair braiding business. So all she did was she braided people's hair, okay? And she built it herself and was making money. Well, lo and behold, the barbers in the city... Went after her and said, "No, there's laws that say if you start, if you do anything with hair, you have to have five That's sinks, such bullshit. You have to too. have five sinks. You have to have this many barbers. You have to, because they create these regulations to knock out their competition. It's not to, it's not to protect the consumer.
1: Mm-hmm. It's to mm-hmm.
0: eliminate competition. And so this lady had to go out of business. She couldn't braid even though she had lines of customers." Yeah. because she dealt with hair. Oh, that's
1: so unfortunate.
0: Yes, and that's what I mean. Like lower, get rid of all these barriers to enter uh, enter the market, so that people have an easier opportunity to start businesses oh, yeah. and do stuff can, like that.
1: I totally agree.
2: With you that. mean you mean like the way we were built as a country? Yeah, yeah. Like that? A yeah. Lot- <laughs> provide opportunity. I can't, mean, can't it like it's how we how we whether built. it's
1: education or yeah, a, a platform for you to, to build a business. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. No, I think a lot of I think a lot of uh, people don't realize that most regulations are put in place to eliminate competition. They're promoted and pushed by big companies in that industry to eliminate, for example, taxi companies. Mm-hmm. Do you know, how, you know how you know how many regulations there are before you can ever become a taxi driver? Now all of a sudden Uber comes yeah. out and of course Uber exists in this kind of quasi-gray area before anybody could ever regulate it and they explode. Yeah. You, you know, and they and,
1: move so fast that they couldn't regulate them, which was amazing to watch. That's why it was so awesome.
0: Have I've you guys seen. ever taken an Uber?
1: Far superior to attack. No, but yeah, everybody that I've talked to, they're just like... They'll never go back They're they're so amazed By you know How quick How convenient How fluid Everything is this, in their experience. I feel
2: like I feel like We're gonna be The uber of podcasts. I hope so We're gonna give yeah. people So much good shit So I much cool so. stuff For virtually nothing Great information <laughs> well, I love And we it. have yeah. to That's the deal We have to explode Before we get regulated
1: Well, <laughs> well,
0: the, 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 yeah. Yeah. well podcasts in general are, are you know Kind of in that Well category. that's what
1: I hope I mean we're talking politics I really hope that That's the direction we're going You know mm-hmm. that, that, that we really do Empower people people again individual people
0: well it's you know what's you know what it's it's already happening look yeah. every cell phone is a camera every cell phone can all of a sudden upload a video you're going to see more videos of cops doing shit that they shouldn't because there's cameras everywhere it doesn't doesn't mean it didn't happen before it probably happened more before uh, it's just now we can catch that shit on camera and this is good yeah this is a good thing this is called decentralizing the power decentralize
1: i was just going to say the, i mean that's in the the power of the internet like across the board like with with people in the White House, like with people making big decisions. Like, like I think that that should be very transparent. Mm-hmm. You know, all these secrets and all this, you know, th- I, th- I really feel like secrets and, and holding on to these things are things of the past. We well, need to move beyond that well, and the, like, the power all make a collective decision.
0: And, and the power to report these things was in the media. It, now it's like YouTube. Go on YouTube. Oh, look at this video. And it circulates before they can even. Do anything about it, um, you know. I could I could write a blog uh, tomorrow and theoretically could reach you know millions and millions of people in a week if it becomes popular and goes viral, and it costs me almost nothing. Yeah. Whereas before you had to have connections and corporate you know with corporations and this and that. Um. You know. So like I said, I think uh, I think we're gonna see we're gonna have some periods of upheaval because of this descent- decentralizing of power, but it's all it's a it's all gonna growth. end up it's gonna change end up, and growth it's gonna end up, gonna end up good. I think um, police officers are going to have to wear body cameras so that you know people can watch the video and say, "Okay, well, you know what yeah, happened." We want
1: to protect cops. We want to protect people. We want we want everything to work together.
0: And I, and it makes sense. If you have that much power, if you're a police officer, you have that much power. Then you need to have a camera on you just to protect everybody, just like you said. Stop so, the rioting. No,
1: yeah, definitely. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com until next time this is Mind Pump